Live, local, and loud. Who are these knuckleheads? Passion. We have no clear star. We can lose anybody and still be as good. Energy. You are obsessed with his mother. I'm a little uncomfortable with how obsessed with his mother you are. And a whole lot of laughs. Oh, crap, all of you. It's live, local, and loud. We have a show on a Marconi award-winning station. This is like playing for the Yankees. Here's Nick Grenowitz and Jerry Daniels. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Wednesday edition, live, local, and uh, loud. He's Keith, I, I saw your tweet last night about kind of what direction this team can go in, but Fred Van Vliet went off for 54. That was fun to watch if you were an innocent bystander, but as someone who is kind of a fan of the Magic, I really love the organization. That was, that was a tough watch, but quite a performance last night. Uh, if you're the one pulling the levers, pushing the buttons uh, at – you know, one magic place. What What are you doing with the team at this point in time? Because the injuries have just ravaged them. Yeah, I think it's time to look in a different direction. I think <laughs> this is is this group's gone as far as it can together. And I and I know that there are some out there holding out hope and saying we just got to get them all healthy. Well, I mean, all healthy is going to get you the sixth seed. I, that, that's not where you want to be. And and I'm not one of those people who says it's if you're not. Uh, title contender, you might as well tank. I don't believe that. There is value in making the playoffs as a progression towards something more, but I think they've kind of topped out, and I think it's time to start looking in a slightly different direction because you, you next year you'll have Fultz and Isaac back and Chumo Kiki and Cole Anthony will have a year under their belt. You had a couple more draft picks. This is a great year to have uh, extra draft picks, and to, if you bought them out, you bought them out. This is a really good draft class, and, and you could really you know get this thing moving forward in a different direction uh, quicker than I think a lot of people are giving it credit. For. Yeah, Keith, you're you're more connected uh, than than anybody I know in terms of just uh, kind of talking to some some guys that are in the front offices. Uh, what what can you when you start looking at the guys who who is the most I guess on this team? Who would fetch the most in a trade? Would it be a Nick Vucevic, a Terrence Ross? Is it Aaron Gordon, who by the way is is injured again? Evan Fournier is an expiring contract. I guess if you look up and down the roster, who do you think could be moved if the Magic were inclined to go in that direction? Yeah, you kind of mentioned the four guys that everybody's kind of looking at around the league because they're all veterans, they're all good players that can help in different places. As far as who would get the most, I think it depends on those teams that that, that they would be talking to. Uh, It's either Nick Vucevic or Aaron Gordon. There are teams who are a little bit worried about Vucevic's contract just because it runs out a couple extra years with a lot of money on it. And then Gordon's uh, contract is, is, you know, relatively, you know, movable as far as the, the size of it. And so I think those are the two guys. But I think the guy who seems to be uh, mentioned most is, you know, maybe it might be a little surprising to people. The guy I hear brought up a lot is Terrence Ross because he's somebody that teams look at in every single team every year that that's, fancies themselves as a title contender is always looking for more shooting and scoring off the bench and there's not many better in the league than that than Terrence Ross yeah Keith Smith Yahoo Sports NBA reporter joining us live local and loud uh, yeah those those contenders are always looking for you know a guy that can snipe it Terrence Ross is that guy I, I want to go back to Aaron Gordon here for a moment it, it's been kind of an up and down season for him obviously he's out the four to six weeks right now with the ankle injury uh, what are you hearing I guess just in terms of what teams think of him because I I think that those teams are having the same debates that we are. Is he a four? Is he a three? What is what is he top out in terms of what he can be? What are you hearing about just the league's opinion on on an Aaron Gordon? 
Yeah, most of the folks around the league that I know think he's a four. They, there's, they, they think he can be a four who can do some playmaking, and that, that's a good thing. Those guys are very much in demand around the league, but I don't know anybody who thinks he's more of a full-time three. And the, the, the thing you comment you hear a lot is him and Jonathan Isaac just aren't necessarily a fit next to each other because then that forces one of them to play a position that they don't really fit at. So, so that's, that's been, you know, we've seen that though be fairly successful and with the right guys around him, but that, that's, uh, you know, the interesting thing about Aaron Gordon and a lot of folks look at it as if you could put Aaron Gordon and instead of him having to be your third best guy, if he could be your fourth or fifth best guy, that means you've probably got a pretty good team you've built and you feel pretty good about your roster. Yeah, that's a, that's definitely a good point. I want to get to some of the younger guys. Uh, one of the bright spots, um, I guess, the the silver lining of the Markel Fultz injury is that Cole Anthony has has been able to get some playing time. Now, at times, he shows flashes of what he can be. Other times, he's going to drive you nuts because he's a rookie, and that's what happens. Uh, what have you seen from Cole Anthony? And I guess, uh, what have you heard about kind of the opinions around the Magic's uh, young rookie? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. It's it's that's exactly what it is. It's rookie point guards. They're they're, they're going to drive you a little crazy at times because one night they might come out with twenty five points and ten assists, and the next night it might be five points, two assists, and ten turnovers. It just kind of tends to be how it goes. But one of the things that I heard early on um, from people during the draft process was he's going to get underdrafted because he didn't look good in a North Carolina group that was really a mess and 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 if you don't follow college basketball very deeply you hear North Carolina and you think well that's one of the blue bloods of college basketball you know what they if he's not dominating there and the team's not very good he must not be very good and the reality was the roster was just a disaster and there were a lot of people who said this kid knows how to play his dad was in the league forever he knows you know more than most rookies what it takes to be kind of you know in there and what it's going to do for him to be a productive player early on so now he's getting force fed as many minutes as he can handle probably in a lot of ways more minutes than he can handle but he's making the best of it and I think it's going to be one of those things where there's going to be nights where you're shaking your head and then there's going to be nights where you're like all right I see it this guy's really going to be something all right I gotta know man we were talking a lot about hall of fames this week have you been, how many have you been to at this point I know you're an NBA guy but how many hall of fames have you been to I've been to the let's see I've been to the basketball hall of fame uh, Springfield, man, Hall right up the road. Okay, baseball, yep. right up the road. Go ahead. Yep. Um, I think that might be it. Now, now that right. I think about it. All right. So no Akron, no Canada. I got to ask you a question. Don't feel bad, Keith. I haven't been to any of them. Sorry, right. I'm over. Guess, so here's my question for you. A lot of attention's been brought to the fact that the baseball Hall of Fame has gotten a little bit. Uh, contentious with players, especially with Kurt Schilling this week, a guy that you probably spent some time watching up there in New England. Um, My question for you is, do you think the NBA acceptance is better for the NBA in the Basketball Hall of Fame, or do you like the model in Major League Baseball better? Uh, Meaning that, like the... Everybody gets into the basketball one. Oh, got it. Um, I, I, well, I like that the basketball hall of fame, I think it gets very confusing for people that it's the basketball hall of fame. It is not the NBA hall of fame. I think, I think people get confused. You know, sometimes they'll see why did this guy get in? He's not a hall of famer. And that completely disregards, you know, they might've had a you know 10 year international career. That was fantastic. Um, so I like that part of it. My thing with the baseball hall of fame is these guys who use steroids and the like and all that, 
I think the Baseball Hall of Fame is a museum that's you know meant to tell us the history of baseball. And my thought is, long been, just put it on the plaque. Hey, if that's what you want to do, put it on the plaque and tell that as part of the story. But there's no reason those guys should not be in the Hall of Fame. So my question for you as a guy who spent a lot of time in Massachusetts and as a place that has the better Hall of Fame, as you've clearly agreed with me on, do you think since Massachusetts has as good of an argument that the first game of baseball was played there just as much as in Cooperstown? Don't you think we should just get another baseball Hall of Fame and put it in Massachusetts where they know how to do things? <laughs> yeah, um, that, now, now we're getting into the whole Indiana territory of basketball wasn't invented here, but we perfected it kind of thought and you know that's you know we'll, we'll see I, I like to remind people you know especially when my boston accent comes out on the rare occasions that it does hey you know if we talk that way we just talk that way because it's correct because we were first oh there we go let's use that nick <laughs> as the only non-northeasterner here um that's fine i guess i guess we'll go with that keith sports uh keith, keith smith of yahoo sports joining us here on live, local, and uh, loud. Uh, Keith, let me, let me get you out on this. Uh, the rumors are that they're going to try to play an all-star game. Yeah. I said what earlier heck, this man? makes no sense. Can you make some sense of this for me? No. I, I think it's dumb. I don't understand what, what the point of this is. Um, I think, you know, COVID concerns, uh, you know, aside, which, you know, should never be pushed aside. But I, I think we are in a position where this season is already condensed. It's already, you know, these guys are really being pushed harder than they usually are. There is no reason at all to, you know, just give these guys the week off or whatever they're supposed to get. There's no reason to bring a whole bunch of them to Atlanta. You're going to stage. Now they're talking about doing three-point contests and all that. I, I think some of the goals are admirable to help out some of the HBCUs and do some COVID relief and the like. So that part of it, I, I guess I kind of understand. But, yeah, I, I just forego it. Name All-Stars. If you want, if you want to do a three-point contest, just do it. Tape the guys in their own gyms or something in their yeah. practice gyms, <laughs> and do it that way. Or do it. You could do a dunk contest and just have people vote on which dunk was the the best and those kind of things. But there's no reason to bring all these guys together this year. It, it, in in most years, I think naming all stars is great. I think the game is stupid and pointless, and you know I, I don't really get much enjoyment out of it this year especially yeah by the way have you gotten any traction on renaming the second attempt at the bubble with the g league the keith smith bubble <laughs> no i've taken a call and it's a double so now that's just what i'll call it i like that <laughs> i like that keith that uh that's i i, I man i i, I you think... turn into a verb every time they go in the bubble you say they've been smithed oh that's good too <laughs> yeah i wish that's good too, Jerry. I like I like that too. Uh Keith, I really do appreciate the time, man. Thanks. Um good talking NBA, good talking Orlando Magic with you and uh we'll talk to you soon as we work our way through the season. I appreciate it, guys, and I have never yelled at a barber for a bad haircut. Okay, thank you. Ah, there we go. Thank you. Okay. I haven't either. I'm 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 so anti conflict, I haven't either. That's Keith Smith, Yahoo Sports. Always good to have him on the show.